Off a high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three. It's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores. J.D. Page. Boy, Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low, Hornung, dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10, here's Van Pelt. He's at the five, touchdown Colorado State. What's up, guys? We are back with another edition of the BNBR Rams podcast, the only daily dedicated podcast to the Colorado State Rams. I have a special guest on today's podcast, Nico Carvacho, Colorado State men's basketball legend, good friend of mine, a guy who I had the pleasure of covering his entire career. You know, Nico is, when I started at the student paper, Nico was just getting started and it's been a fun ride, so it's going to be really weird next year not seeing him around. I'm not trying to get too too sappy or sentimental here, but he's a good dude. And I've enjoyed getting to know him over the years, so it was fun to kind of catch up with him, talk to him about his career, talk to him about what he's been up to, uh, what this process has been like for him. You know, it's, it's kind of a un- unique time for basketball prospects, football prospects, really anybody who is you know, makes a living in athletic competition because, you know, gyms are closed. So you're limited on what you can do. It's a lot of home workouts. It's a lot of, you know, working individually on footwork instead of running fives at the gym. So it's just a weird time to be a guy who is preparing to be a professional basketball player. So I thought it would be a good idea to, you know, get him on, was able to get him on a Zoom interview and just kind of talk to him about this whole process. So big thanks to Nico for agreeing to do this. As I said, he's a guy who I've always had a good relationship with, so I kind of figured he would be down. But I appreciate it nonetheless, and I thought it was a really entertaining interview. I thought he gave a a lot of good introspective, and it was just kind of interesting to hear about some of this different stuff. So without further ado, I'm going to get to that interview. But first, let me tell you about our friends over at Strava Craft Coffee. Strava Craft Coffee is gifting five $1,000 gift certificates to their online store this week only. All you have to do is order some delicious Strava Craft Coffee online, use the code DNVR20 to receive 20% off your entire purchase, and enter to win that $1,000 gift certificate. How dope is that? If you've already used the discount code, you can use a different code, COMMUNITY, all caps, to save 15% off your purchase. So even if you've already taken advantage of the 20% off, you can still get hooked up with 15% off your purchase. So, so clutch. A lot of you might be thinking, CBD-infused coffee, is that going to make me stoned in the morning? No. It's absolutely non-psychoactive, but it is a great natural alternative to ibuprofen. It's a great way to deal with stress, anxiety, any of those things that might be holding you back. They come in K-cups, they come in whole bean or ground. This is the coffee for you. So clutch, go get that golden ticket. And remember, use DNVR20 for 20% off. Joining me today, we've got a special guest, an all-time CSU basketball legend, Nico Carvacho, the big Chile, the face of the program over the last couple of years, and a good friend of mine. Nico, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. You know, trying to stay with it during these tough times, but... You know, that's what makes, you know, great players great. It's uh, kind of a weird time, obviously, you know. Yeah. Can't go to the gym. 
it's tough for people to get shots up. It's, I got to imagine it's especially weird for someone like you, who's, you know, gone from having access to this all the time, equipment, training room, a place to play. Now you're just, you know, like back home with your parents. How are you adjusting? You know, are you still in shape? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I run, you know, two, three miles, three, four times a week. Um, You know, I'm trying to, I working out, I don't know if you've seen on my Instagram, but I work out with my, uh, one of my, my homies used to play in the Chile national team with. He, um, he's trying to go to the NFL now. Actually, he's a freak, bro. He's like six, 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 seven, like two sixty five, pure muscle. So I've been doing like core stuff and a lot of leg stuff, you know, trying to work on my vertical, trying to do what we can at home right now, uh, you know, to stay fit, stay focused and continue to, you know, get stronger and get back in shape, get in better shape. But, you know, and then I have outside hoop, you know, here that, you know, isn't the best, but it's something and, you know, go out there and do some ball handling stuff and, just, you know, try to work on some post stuff, try to work on the shooting. But, you know, there's uh, there's some some fun stuff. Have uh, have you had an opportunity to, you know, speak with any teams yet, whether that be NBA, you know, overseas, anything like that? Are you are you thinking about the professional career at this point? Yeah, of course. You know, I, I hired an agent about, a, you know, probably like a month ago. And, you know, me and him have been working really, really close and really hard. Uh you know, just get on, I've got on a Zoom call once, uh, you know, he's working, he's working hard for me, you know, got some interest overseas, but you know, it's so hard right now, you know, no one knows what's going to happen. No mm-hmm. one knows if, if we're going to be able to, you know, have the combine or, you know, do summer league or having big workouts, are they going to push the draft back? When is all this stuff going to, you know, end? Uh, when is overseas going to start? Is NBA getting pushed back? So there's a whole different, you know, variables that we have no idea what's going to happen. So, you know, we're just trying to take it day by day, time by time, and just continue to, uh, you know, just continue to just uh, work hard and, 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 and just keep on praying and believing. Are you, are you kind of thankful that you went through that NBA draft process last year, especially now, just knowing, like, you know, you, you wouldn't get the benefit of the doubt of getting to work with those scouts in Chicago and getting the feedback on what you need to work on? Yeah, exactly. You know, that definitely was a, it was a cool experience. You know, I hired the same agent that I was able to hire last year. Uh, you know, so being able to, you know, have that bond and, and know that I could trust him and trust somebody in doing that, that really helped me out a lot. And, you know, I just feel like I need to, you know, that's that all that really helped me, you know, being able to go through the process of hiring an agent, you know, I was able to break down, see what I like, see what I don't like. Um, and then just being able to talk with scouts and, and talk with teams. So when I end up being able to go work out and have meetings with them, you know, I'm kind of, you know, I'm more comfortable, I'm more confident, I know what to say. I know the questions to ask. I know how to handle myself and, and sell myself to those teams even better now. What's, is it, is it more awkward going through that interview process than it is, you know, having to deal with like random reporters and stuff? I mean, I got to imagine, at least from your perspective, it's probably a little bit easier dealing with, you know, the local media guys, the people that you actually know versus like, you know, you show up in San Diego, you have people asking you questions you've never met before. I've, I've never been on that side of the interview process, but, I got to imagine it's kind of weird just like trying to sell yourself to people you don't even know, you know? Yeah. So I was thinking about this, you know, this is what's different between college and and the pros is, is in college, the coaches come to you and and they're selling them to you for them to come there to your, to their school. Mm -hmm. And now it's opposite way. Now I got to sell myself and everything that I've done and, and sell myself to these teams to draft me or to pick me up on a, you know, any type of contract, you know, the, the two way, the exception 10, uh, or even to sign me off, you know, as a free, on a, as a free agent, 
and you know just just having to sell yourself and and hit these points of you know all-time leading rebounder led the nation in rebounding this and that uh you know why'd your why'd your numbers drop well you know I had to take a step back and see what the team was like and what the team needed and doing that we won 20 games instead of winning 12 games you know so I had to you know sell them and tell them different things and, and reasons why stuff happened so I think that might be you know benefit for me because you know I've been able to have the experience you know I have my you know a great age and a great family that helps me out all that type of stuff at this point what do you feel like you still need to improve on as a basketball player like what's the next step that you can take that'll really help solidify yourself as like a pro prospect yeah you know I think uh being able to show that I can shoot it to you know extend the range a little bit uh you know that's probably my biggest thing uh you know I know I can do it and you know I worked on it um, you know, the shoulder thing probably slowed me down a little bit, but, you know, within within our offense that we ran, you know, I wasn't the type of guy that just, oh, look, I'm free and open. You know, everybody saw, you know, people stepping back on me, but it was, you know, we ran a play every single time down, so I'm not just going to break the play and shoot it. You know, I'm going to think that's the plan. So I think uh, just showing them that I can do that. And, uh, you know, you saw me after practice shooting my free throws, you know, hitting 19 out of 20, 22 out of 25 every single day. And, and, you know, just being able to show them that I can get in that and, and, and put into the game are probably the two things that I know that I can show and work on. And then, you know, just continue to grow as a person, get stronger, you know, more athletic. But those are, I mean, those are things that, those are the easy things to do. You know what I'm saying? Just get in the weight room and do that. You know, I, I feel like I possess a lot of things that you can't teach. You know, the, the leadership, the character, the rebounding, the hard work, the hustles, you know, being able to pass the ball out of the pose and all that type of stuff. So I think, you know, a lot of the things that I need to work on or things that I know I can work on. And I want to say they're easy to work on, but they're, they're, they're capable of being able to work on. Yeah, that makes sense. They are things that you can improve exactly. on. Exactly. I'm curious, man. Um, you know, it's obviously different for everybody. And these last couple of years, the, the process of playing pro ball is, has changed so much with, you know, like the G League versus going and, and making probably a little bit more money in a different country. Are, are these things that you're kind of bouncing? Would you would you be willing to play overseas? Is that something that would be exciting to you? I know I'm I'm sure you want to get to the NBA. That's you know the goal yeah. for every every competitive exactly. basketball player. Right, right, right. Yeah, you know, of course, it's one of those things. Is is I'm gonna put me and my age are gonna put you know me in, in the best spot that I can. You know, it is going overseas first, and then having a great rookie season and and showing the NBA teams, look, this is what I did, this is what I improved on. And then coming back the next year and, you know, especially with times like this, like there's no chance for me to go show them in workouts yeah. or in the summer league right now. So, you know, maybe it, maybe it's a G League spot, maybe it's overseas or maybe it's a two way, you know, you never know. And it's basically what we're trying to do is just trying to go the, the, the best path for me to get back to the NBA, you know, especially with times like this. So that's definitely what we're focusing on right now. Have you reached out to some of the guys that have, you know, kind of been through this process, the, the GNs and Emanuels of the world? Yeah, I'm actually talking to Gene and Anna Manuel right now. Uh, you know, we're still very close. Uh, so I was able to talk with them and, you know, they're helping me out through it. And, you know, uh, just, just trying to get as much information as I can. Because I have, you know, I have a bunch of homies that I played basketball with in AAU or just played against like Jordan Caroline. Me and Jordan Caroline are really, really cool. So just asking them how the process works and just trying to, you know, continue to get better and learn more from them. I always wondered about that because I would see you and Jordan Caroline, you know, you like in the games, you guys would always dap each other up. I'd see you guys hype each other on Twitter. So I always wondered, like, where did that friendship kind of start? Just competing against each other, honestly. I mean, 
shoot for three years now or for three years it was it was just us competing at a high level and it was always cool you know off the court on the court uh you know but it was on the court you know it was straight business and you know I had to talk to him a little bit when he gave us 40 at Moby uh <laughs> I was a little mad at that uh but you know it was one of those things that we were just able to you know be, build that relationship and that bond just through competing you know we had re- mutual respect for each other and uh you know he's a really really cool person you know we snapchat each other all the time instagram all that type of stuff so yeah it's a really cool dude who are some of the players you enjoyed playing against the most i mean obviously caroline because you guys had the relationship did you mm-hmm. it seemed like you got up for that matchup with kata it kind of seemed like a you know like a yeah. oh, i get to show myself against a, a really great player type deal exactly i always liked watching merrill but i'm just kind of curious like who are some of the guys you actually enjoyed playing against yeah, like, you know, the Jordans. And it was the guys that, you know, you kind of played against um, for mul- multiple years, like even like the Ryan Swans, the Lavelle Skies. We were cool off the court. Uh, you know, those guys that you just go against for four, three, four years at a time. Uh, it's actually funny because Kata, last year when he declared, uh, he signed with the same agent that I did. So, we, yeah, so we were able to, when we were in Chicago, you know, we were able to actually, like, be cool off the court. And then, like when we played against each other this this year, it was it was it was still very competitive, obviously. But it was more of a it was more of a of a like a like a cool like, I don't know like LeBron versus D Wade like or Melo versus LeBron like they want to go at each other, but it, they know like it's it's all love at the same time. So I think those are the type of the cool relationships that I had. You know, I like going against uh, Nate Grimes. Me and Nate were cool. Mm-hmm. We played against each other a couple times. Um, so the guys like that. I mean, obviously, like. Sam Merrill is, is great. You know, I love playing against him. And even though I hate him uh, <laughs> for what he did it to us a couple of times, but, you know, he's a great dude. You know, we have each other on Instagram. Uh, but, yeah, he's a really, really cool dude. And, you know, there's a bunch of guys that's out there that you just build relationships. You know, you see them so many times, you know, at media days or conference tournament. You play against them two, three times a year. So you just build this relationship and that personal respect. You know, you've had a little bit of time to reflect now. and. It's it's kind of different, obviously. Like it, it would have been a different situation had you guys gotten to play the postseason, which I'll ask you about and and all that. But you know, you went kind of from being around these people like all the time. Now you're just like home. Was that a weird adjustment to like you know go from being around the guys all the time to kind of like going back to almost like a younger version of yourself, being at home with the parents? See me, like I'm a big big homebody. Like I'm cool with staying at home. I could play video games all day, watch movies all day. But now, like, it, you have to do it, and there's nothing else to do. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's, 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 it's the worst thing ever, honestly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, I was just thinking about this, like, literally last night of, like, I was just thinking of all the memories that I had, you know, and just enjoying college life with, like, with my teammates, like Anthony and Prentice and the car rides and music, the locker room talks, the, the dancing, all that type of stuff, the pick up the games and all that type of stuff. So, yeah, you know, I, I wish I was able to kind of experience my college life um like after the season you know when you don't have to yeah, worry about the, you would have had a nice waves. couple of months in spring and exactly get, get to go to the to bars and stuff get the train you know work on my craft also really enjoy my last two months in college you know i'm never gonna have this experience back and be able just to have fun and not worry about oh dang we have 6 30 waste tomorrow oh wait not wake up whenever and go hit those weights you know so it was one of those things that I was really looking forward to enjoying. So that's the, probably one of the biggest things that's like, that's hurting me a little bit.
But first, let me tell you about our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Breckenridge is, of course, the official beer of DNVR. Right now, they need our help to keep the farmhouse kicking during this time. If you order a meal or beer from the farmhouse, use the code DNVR. Save $5 off. Nice. Super clutch. All you got to do, call 303-803-1380 from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. for your pickup order. They'll even bring it right out to your car for you. If you're like me, you're in Fort Collins. You can't really get down to the metro area right now. We're all in lockdown. That's okay because I can still order some Breck beers directly to my house through the Drizzly app. Super clutch beer right to my door. This is the future, people. This is the future. The 15-can sampler is the best bet for variety. Get a little bit of avalanche ale, maybe some strawberry sky, vanilla porter, whatever your fancy is, you'll have beer for everybody. That's the nice thing about Breck. They have just such a beautiful variety. Finally, if you want to get out of your house, you want to go support a local liquor store, you just want to get in there for a second, you can use the Breck Beer Locator to find the closest liquor store near you. It'll tell you exactly where it is, uh, where you can find all those delicious Breck brews, the nectar of the gods, if you will. Shout out to Breck. We love those guys. You mentioned, you know, Anthony and, and Prentice, and I know you guys were close because you guys, you know, kind of came up at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. What is that relationship like? Because, you know, I, I think it's it's easy to say like, yeah, he's, he's you know, still my guy, even though he left. But it really does seem genuine with you three. Like you guys are always posting about each other. Yeah. Has the, you know, relationship stayed as strong, you know, even with them moving on and, and deciding to, you know, go elsewhere? Yeah, you know, those are my best friends still. Um, you know, we spent so we went through so much those three, you know, three years with was it two years, three years with Prentice and then three years with Anthony. Mm-hmm. No, four years with Anthony, three years with Prentice. Yeah. So we lived with each other. You know, we were roommates, sweet mates in the dorms, live with each other every year outside of uh, you know, the dorms. So, you know, every single day for you know, we went we didn't go home very often. So what three hundred and twenty days out of the year we were with each other. And, uh, you know, you just build that bond and that, that brotherhood. And those are, you know, still my best friends till today. You know, me and Anthony talk every single day. You know, Prentice is in two of my Madden leagues. Uh, you know, we still talk and, you know, we still cheer each other on and we want the best for each other, you know, talking during the season. Like, hey, man, you got to keep on going, that type of thing. And, you know, there's just, you know, still people that I just talk to every single day. You obviously, you had an opportunity to leave and you had some pretty big schools kind of, you know, coming after you. Ultimately, I'm curious, you know, like two years later, it seems like you made the right decision to stay. I mean, I, I don't, I, even if you didn't, I don't know if you would necessarily say it publicly, but <laughs> it seems like it worked out. Like, it seems like you had a strong relationship with the young guys. It seems like you and Medved and Thorson and, and Ali and JR and all these guys were able to develop a bond. Are you surprised that it was able to go as smoothly as it was, you know, just given that, you know, it was, it was a chaotic time before they showed up. It was just, it was just a weird time. Yeah. Like that's the only way I, know I would put it. it was weird. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, I mean, that's the reason why I stayed, you know, I feel like I could definitely build that connection with them. And I had that connection with them since they got there and I trusted them. And, you know, I don't, I don't think without them, I would be where I'm at right now. Uh, just giving me that confidence. And, you know, it was one of those things that I could go somewhere and, you know, just be another player or I could, stay here and you know leave my legacy forever and be known as you know one of the best to ever come here and hopefully one day have my jersey retired or 
something like that. You know, I, try to keep, I keep on getting on Shawnee uh, for building me a statue or something outside, but, you know, just jokingly, but we'll yeah. see if she does that. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's cool. You know how to leave my legacy, you know. After every single year, honestly, I had, you know, people on my ear, like, hey, go to this school, go to this school, especially after my junior year. Um, but, you know, I, I, I wanted to stay there and, and do what I did and leave my legacy and, you know, just be that leader and that person that, you know, built this thing back up to what is hopefully and that thing is going to, you know, become. It seems like the legacy factor of it has always been, you know, very important to you. Obviously, the, the community embraced you kind of right away. And right. you've, you know, kind of given the love right back. It, it, I'm not sure there have been, I mean, even in other sports, like it's it's hard to find somebody that's been such a big part of the CSU community as you have, you know, looking back, like, are you are you going to still come back to CSU, you know, over the years and stuff? Or are, are you going to be a oh, part yeah. of the community still? Of course, you know, uh, you know, that's one of my biggest things is, especially with being one of the guys that, you know, there's not many guys have stayed for that long of time. Yeah, you know? especially recently. Yeah, I mean, you have the Pierce, you know, Pierce, Dory, and all them. And then you had that time before I got here where it was, you know, transfers, you go transfers, people coming in and out. Even when I was here, I had, I don't even know how many teammates I've had, you know? So many. I've had man, so, many. so many, you know, so many teammates. So it was one of those things that I wanted to give the community somebody that can, you know, rely on and, and say, oh, we still got Nico, we still got him, you know, and then give them out and, you know, just be there and support them the way that they support us, you know, especially with like Bryce, you know, kids like that and just being able to see, you know, smiles on their face. You know, when I was a little young kid, you know, my dad was a a coach at Clemson for soccer, was in the MLS. So I was that kid in that locker room, uh, you know, winning jerseys, winning autographs, wanting to be, you know, with the team. So I wanted to give that back in the same way that I got it. How much did soccer really help you as a basketball player because that's a that's something you hear about a lot especially just with the way that the I think the movement of the sport is somewhat similar but is is that something that you genuinely think helped you or is that kind of get blown out of proportion say that again sorry do you think you know you played competitive soccer for all those years Mm -hmm. being such a big guy do you think that really you know benefited you from a footwork perspective or does that kind of get blown out of proportion no, I think that's definitely one of the biggest reasons why, you know, I'm able to move the way I move, the way I'm ready to run. Uh, you know, soccer, you know, you get the ball on your feet. You got to have good footwork, mm-hmm. uh, especially even being a goalkeeper. You know, there's a lot of footwork involved, you know, getting to the certain angles, places, diving, doing all type of stuff. So there's a lot of footwork involved. And, you know, my dad's a huge soccer guy. So he loves when I come home and we do, you know, ladders and footwork and stuff and doing all type of stuff. So I think he'll really enjoy, you know, seeing what I've, you know, become. And he always gets on me like, hey, you can get better. You can keep on doing that. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. But, you know, it's just one of those things in soccer that it's every day. You know, you work on it every single day. You know, not so much in basketball. You're doing the ladder and doing all that type of stuff. So I think it was really, really cool to, you know, be able to play soccer, especially at the level that I was able to play and enjoy it. And, you know, I still miss it. Uh, I was talking actually to Emmanuel about that yesterday. Is, you know, I wish I could go back and play a little, you know, air mineral, air intramural a little bit you know my dad has a team so I come back here and uh, he's like two teams so I go back here and train with them sometimes just get out there kick the ball around have a little fun how tall were you when you played soccer were, were you quite this large not uh, I was probably six five it's just interesting so, to me because like I, I feel like it would be really hard to have ball skills when your legs are that long yeah you know there's not many tall people playing soccer obviously uh 
or they are their their goalkeepers or central defenders or just forwards that you just head the ball type of thing. So yeah, it was uh you know it was six five was probably around the right height, but you know I I went down to Chile when I was fifteen by myself and played soccer for you know one of the pro teams out there, and I came back home one day one during Christmas break, and I was like went to one of my junior uh, JV and high school uh, varsity basketball games. I was like, this is what I want to do. Never played a game of soccer again and, and just play basketball. That's so crazy, man. Like yeah, what, what it was is. it like playing pro at such a young age? Like was, was, were most of the players young or were you, were you playing with a lot of guys like twice as old as you or? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I was practicing with, I was 15. So I was practicing with the 15 and then I would go, cause I was, I was, everybody else had school and other stuff. So I was, just there doing online school but I was there so I was doing two three times a day training I was training in the morning with the with the under 21 so kids that are six years older than me that's such uh, a big difference was, at that age oh yeah yeah you know then I was training with my youth my group with the U18s and you know doing all that working with them so you know it was definitely one of the experiences that if you want to get better you got to play with the best who is your favorite soccer player of all time I'm just curious Ooh. That's tough. That is tough. I've had a lot of. I'm a big soccer guy, so that's tough. Who's um, your guy? Who 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 are you big on right now? Like who are I, or even if it's a couple of guys, like who are who are some right now? I mean, I was big a little couple of years ago with Alexi Sanchez. You know, he's from Chile, played for mm-hmm. Barcelona, played for Man United. Uh, but probably my favorite player right now is uh, I was big on a uh, Paul Pogba too. That was my guy, but. He's, he's young too. Drama. He looks like he could play linebacker. Oh yeah, but well, he's in a bunch of drama right now with Man United. He seems like a drama guy, but Mbappe is probably my favorite right now. Who is that? You know, you play soccer. Out of the out of your teammates, like, did you have any teammates over the years that had any like weird second sports or skills that they were <sighs> good at? Like, I could see like Adam being good at ping pong or something. I don't just like something like that. Huh? Yeah, no, Adam. Uh, I mean, Adam was a runner. This dude was just freaking run. Like when we did conditioning, we had to do like the two and a half miles. He would just run. It would seem so easy to him. Um, I don't know. You got guys that, you know, everybody has their own. Oh, I was so great at, at football. You know, I could have been in the NFL. I could have played receiver. You know, I was a quarterback. You know, Zay thinks he was the best quarterback ever. And <laughs> Chris thinks he could have done this and that. So, you know, you have people that obviously say they can, but. You know, they weren't like me and actually did it, you know? So, but yeah, uh, there's no one else that I can really think of. You know, everybody's athletic, obviously. So mm-hmm. everybody is in play sports the whole life. So obviously everybody was, you know, decent at football or baseball or, you know, things like that. Who do Who's the, I got to imagine it's Gian, but who's like the most intense teammate you ever had? Like, it was did anyone even come in the same ballpark as Gene? Because that dude was just like intense, twenty four seven. Yeah, Gene was was too much. Uh, that's my like one of my best friends. Like we talk every. He literally we just get off Facetime, but that's one of my guys, one of my best friends. But that dude was. I hated him as a freshman. I hated him because <laughs> he was he was redshirting and I was redshirting and I was a freshman. So he picked on me, and uh, you know he would go to my room on on a ways and and flip my bed uh <laughs> and do all that like you know that stuff but you know that's my guy and he always helped me out like I don't think I would be where I'm at without him honestly uh you know 
that's a that's one of my best friends and you know he was so like you said he was so intense and 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 wanting to win and, and hard that you know it taught me from when I first got there that's you know that's how you're supposed to be and you know that's how you get the best out of people was that I mean you know everybody's different obviously with coaching and, and how they respond to their teammates and stuff I always kind of wondered though did were there some people that and you don't have to you know name them specifically but were there some people that Gian just kind of rubbed the wrong way just because he was, you know, like, so just, I don't even know. Like, like you said, he never wanted to lose. You could just see the fire all the time. And I, I don't know if that would be easy to deal with, with all personalities, you know? No, I think, I think everybody knew Gian, like he was cool with everybody off the court. So no one, no one knew they could, you know, take it personal. That's you know, a good point. He was like he, you, and even in interviews and stuff, like you could see it. Like the the flip would switch, and he'd just be like, "Yeah, he's a fun so guy, talkative, he's a goofy guy. So nice. he's, yeah. a, he's a kid. He really is. He's a little. He's a kid, and he likes to, you know, he likes to joke around. He likes to mess around. So, like, you know, what I'm saying everybody had that one common goal, and and everybody, if you didn't want to be part of it, don't be a part of it. But everybody wanted to be part of it, and I mean, shoot, shoot we had uh, what eight guys? Yeah, seven guys by the end year, of it. Yeah. And we almost went to the NCAA tournament and won the league. So, you know, and that's probably because of, you know, Gene and Emmanuel and just how they were. And, and us, you know, young guys, Prentice, JD, Anthony, me, uh, you know, Braden was on the team, Juan was on the team. And just and just guys that, you know, we came as a group and, and whatever we had to do to get done is, you know, I think I think that's what made it so good was, you know, everybody came as a group and no one took, you know, no one took it as, you know, personal. You know, it was everybody. We had a reasons why we wanted to do that. You know, that, that 2017 team, you guys were able to, you know, kind of go on a run. Didn't quite make the NCAA tournament, obviously, but, you know, battled really hard against a really good Nevada team. Was it hard, especially this? I mean, I, I know you're a competitive guy, so you wanted to go to the postseason every year, especially, you know, your senior year. You guys wouldn't have made, you know, the NCAA tournament, but you guys did have a chance to play some postseason basketball. What was kind of going through your mind when that, you know, got taken away from you? Could you even like process it or was it just like, did it happen so fast that it was just kind of surreal? Yeah, man, it was one of those things that, you know, we're in a meeting um, one day talking about Monday, talk about, you know, this is a plan for the postseason. We're going to host, you know, we're playing in the CBI. Uh, we're going to, you know, take these two days off uh, and we're going to, you know, start practicing Wednesday. So I'm like, okay. So, you know, I, I, I get in the gym, you know, I start lifting start working out, uh, doing all that stuff to, you know, get back into the groove of it. And then, you know, when you wake up, I wake up Wednesday for practice and PJ puts in a group message, a tweet talking about how the CPA is canceled. And, I, and I'm like, what? So I call Ali and Ali is like, yeah, man, it's true. So then I'm like, dang. So then I have to go to class. Um, so then after class, we, we have a team meeting and he's telling us how it's done. And then the switch, you know, the switch is like, I'm done. Like, I don't have another off season. I'm not coming back in the summer, you know, the train for a season. I don't have another preseason. You know, I don't, I don't get to ever play in Moby ever again. I don't ever get to play in the Clark State uniform ever again. So, you know, it definitely hit me hard. And, you know, it's a, it's a terrible feeling. I'm not going to lie. What would you rather have? Would you rather have it be like this, where you guys didn't make the tournament and you can just move on? Or would you have rather 
like, would you have rather qualified for the tournament and then still have it not happen? Cause that, that almost seems harder to deal with. Like yeah, if you're like that, Utah state, yeah. Sam Merrill goes on this run, goes absolutely off, hits the game winning shot against San Diego state. And then you don't even get to play. Yeah, exactly. I think, I mean, anybody, you know, it sucks, but definitely, especially like those teams that, you know, weren't, were fighting who were, you know, teams that no one's heard of or guys that, you know, are overlooked or guys that, you know, who have never been there and never got to experience that in their senior year or, you know, as a team that, you know, may never happen again. And you finally get in, you, and you battle and you fight and it gets canceled. Like that's gotta be a terrible feeling. Oh, I couldn't, I mean, even just as like a college basketball fan, it was just like, I felt for these guys, but to like actually be a part of that, I, I couldn't even imagine what that would be like to work so hard for years and years and years. I mean, some of these guys like Merrill and Kata obviously got to play in the tournament last year, but you know, there are some guys like you just might not ever get that opportunity again. That would have just hurt me even more if you finally make it to the tournament and it just gets canceled. That's what I meant. I was almost like, part of me was kind of relieved because like I genuinely feel like you guys could have won the mountain West tournament. I know it sounds crazy to say that because you guys got bounced in the first round, but yeah. I mean, it, the league was so weird this year, like even yeah, more so than, than years before to where like, I mean, I think Wyoming could have beat San Diego state like by the end of it. Like it was just like, yeah. everybody was kind of right was, around it the was same. crazy. Like everybody was, I mean, everybody could have be everybody. We could have beat Sagan State on the road. You know, we could have had Utah State at home. You know, there's a bunch of games that, or we, or we beat you and UNLV by 30 and then get smacked by 30. You know, it's just, it was just a definitely just a weird league. Who do you see as, you know, a team to kind of look out for next year? You know, Utah State loses Merrill, but Kata did decide to come back. I don't know. UNLV got hot at the end. San Diego State. Yeah. I, uh... I think, um, I don't know. I don't think Wyoming, I don't like Wyoming, so. Yeah, we can't, can't give them love, even if, yeah. even if I do. San Jose State, San Jose State, I don't even know why they're in the league. Um, they're weird, though, because, like, every year they have, like, one really good player. Good player, like. That would, like, start Clark anywhere. Or, yeah. yeah, exactly, but, um, no, I think, uh, I don't know, you know the. I don't really know who they're bringing in or who they have, but I know they have a dude that was sitting out, uh, David Jenkins mm-hmm. from the transfer. Say, uh, yeah. yeah, the transfer from South Dakota State gave us like 34 the oh, year I before. I forgot about that. Yeah, and and uh, in the in Florida in the Florida tournament the year before, he's nice. He's a bucket. He's gonna be a problem. Um, I don't know. I just Utah State. I mean, they get Bean. And they have Kata, but I just don't know. I think you know losing Sam Merrill and Abel Porter and Brito and it's yeah they, just, the, they lost like three really good guards. That's that's yeah tough. yeah. San Diego State they're not going to be what they were this year. You know especially they lose Flynn. Mm-hmm. You lose Malachi. I mean they still have. I think they get Mensa back. They have Matt Mitchell. Uh, I just don't know who they have. They had on their bench that was you know come in and just be a star. Um, Jalen Harris, if he comes back, you know, Nevada could be pretty good. That dude um, was a freak, man. Like, yeah, dude had a great year. And they have another dude uh, on the bench that can hoop like him. He's actually from Nashville. He's from, he transferred from Brown, Desmond Chamberlain. Mm-hmm. He can hoop. So, 
I don't know. Those are, you know, those type of teams. I don't, New Mexico, you never know with New freaking New Mexico, man. They have the best team. They have so much talent. Yeah. They just couldn't put it together. Yeah. And I don't even know who they have coming in or who they have staying. I know Vance transferred. So I don't even know. Um, what team am I missing? I mean, obviously, we're going to win it next year. <laughs> um, I'm going to put that on them. I like forever. it. Forever. Um, yeah, I don't even know who else we have in the league. Am I missing anybody? Boise. Boise's Boise is always solid. Yeah, they're always, like, good. I thought Boise was actually going to be better this year than they were. Yeah, they lose Jessup. They lose... Well, Austin might go to the Hobbs, NBA. I don't know. Austin. If Austin goes to the NBA. And then you got... I mean, they have some good. They had some good transfers. I think come in though. Mm-hmm. It's a kid from Oregon, a kid from Arizona. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how they are. But yeah, I mean, I think it's a pretty wide open league next year. Honestly, I think everyone talks about like the pit as being the toughest place in the Mountain West, but it kind of seems like Boise, low key, is kind of a tough place to play. Like nobody seems to really have success there. It's a tough place to play because it's so big, and. I don't know. They don't. It's not like they sell out their arena either. It's kind of like one of those things. And it's Boise. Like there's nothing in Boise. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. It it's just seems weird. like they 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 just don't lose they a lot play, of games at home. And they play very well at home. I think. Yeah. I think they play very well at home. But yeah, I mean, we finally beat them. Though, what was it last year? Two years mm-hmm. ago. And you could have beat them uh, this year. Should have beat them probably. To be honest, but. Yeah, freaking Austin and. Jessup got hot against us this year. Well, Jessup, I mean, you could tell it was just personal with him. Like, when yeah, CSU, like, he, you yeah. could tell. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that we missed out on, I guess. I, it, and, but, you know, you never know. Like, you know, if Jessup would have came to CSU, then who knows who doesn't come to CSU because of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, of like, course. Yeah, of course. You know, things happen, and you can't say the what if, should have, would have, could have game because no one knows. Now you brought up the, uh, the the tournament in Florida. Those small tournaments are always interesting to me. Did you enjoy those experiences, or they just they always this, they're like kind of quick and they're always like kind of jammed in like the middle of November or something? I don't. Yeah. They almost seem like inconvenient to me. And especially they're, they're during the Thanksgiving break too. That too. Yeah, you don't get to go so home. Like, like it's not even like we get to go home, but like last year we went to the Cayman Islands. Cayman Islands was great. I love the Cayman Islands. That was fun. That was a fun trip. You know, we played really well. Probably should have beat New Mexico. Came back against New Mexico. Almost beat them in overtime. Somehow beat Lyle Chicago, but we found a way to win that. And then you know we smacked uh, Wichita State or yes Washington State. Washington State, yeah, yeah, which was a big win. You know, they're Pac-12. They won some good games and. You know, but you get to experience, you get to go to the beach, um, you know, experience all that stuff. But we were flying back, and the flight was literally all day on Thanksgiving. Oh, that sucks. Even though I'm not the biggest Thanksgiving guy, you know, I'm not a big fan of the food, honestly. Really? Oh. I'm not a big I'm not a big turkey. I'm not a big ham guy. I'm not a ham guy at all. I, I don't like ham. I, d- I wish I, I did. I like the sides way better than I do. Like, I like the macaroni and cheese, the yams, the green beans, collard beans, all that. That's what I'm, I'm not at. a big. Like, cook me a steak. You know what I'm saying? I'll eat a steak for. I'll eat a steak for for Thanksgiving. What do you get? What do you eat on like Christmas? What does your family eat around the holidays? Steak. Steak. That's, That's a good thing. choice. Steak. Yeah. Steak. It's always interesting to me. Like some people do like fancy ham. It's. I think some people do like Italian food, like like a spaghetti yeah. or something. This year, I think we did like a 
like a seafood thing. So we had like crab, shrimp, lobster. So I think this year was actually kind of nice. I'm just getting hungry. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Well, Nico, you know, I don't want to take up too much of your time, man. I, I really appreciate you coming on here. What do uh, what do the next couple of weeks look like for you? Is it more just kind of the same until we yeah, kind of figure I mean, out like what's going to happen with the draft and all this? Yeah, exactly. It's one of those things that, I mean, everybody's still kind of on quarantine, the social distancing thing. And, you know, it's one of those things where you just got to stay positive and stay with it, you know, even though it's hard and hopefully some things start to open up. Uh, but, you know, just got to stay focused and stay ready and just hope that, you know, this thing ends quicker than later. Definitely, man. Are you finished with, are you still in classes right now? Do you have to do online for a couple of years? Yeah, I have like one class left, so. I kind of figured because fifth year guy, I was like, he's probably already has his degree, but. Yeah, I'm chilling right now. So this has been nice, you know, just being able to play video games and work out when I want. But, you know, I definitely miss just going out there and playing basketball. Are you going to come back for the ceremony or probably, it might be kind of tough if you're playing, I guess. Oh, in December? Yeah. Yeah, no. I don't blame I was, you. To be honest, I didn't I, even want to go to my ceremony in the first place and my parents. Yeah, I, went, I don't even think I was going to go if it was in May. No. Don't even, now, uh, now you don't even have to make up an excuse. For me, exactly. I was like trying to convince people, like, I, I, why are we even doing this? And, but everyone's like, you're going to miss it. I'm like, probably not. I haven't no, thought about my I'm, high school graduation once. So I've, I've been here for five years. I've done school. I'm done with it. Just get my degree and we're out of here. Give me my diploma. I'm out of here. What are you going to miss most about CSU? Like non-basketball, non-school. Like I'm talking like I'm going to miss, you know, going, getting an ice cream in Old Town or I'm going to miss going to the Old Town bars or something like that. Yeah, definitely. You know, just, just being with the people, you know. Uh, I think it was, it, was, it was pretty cool, you know, being able to go places and people recognize you and people come up to you and, you know, just definitely just being able to go out and hang out with the guys, go to the bars. Um, you know, I did not I didn't do it that often, but like when I did, you know, be able to go out there and have some fun. And, you know, I was a big food place. So, you know, like Pickle Barrel, Chiba Hut, all those type of places are my favorite. And, you know, to be able to show the guys, you know, just be a college student. Yeah, life's going to get real now. You're going to have to start worrying about real responsibilities and all that. Man, I got to pay taxes and I got to <laughs> do this and that. I don't even know how to do any of that. I didn't either, man. I didn't either. And I didn't even have an excuse of like being a student athlete. So don't worry. Yeah, don't, You'll figure it out. Yeah. I don't even know, but yeah, we'll see. You know, it's just definitely the next part of my, my journey of my life and I'm ready for it. Well, man, I really appreciate it. And, you know, I've told you this before, but it genuinely has been a pleasure covering you. You know, you were always really friendly to us and, you know, we appreciate it. So we're yes, going to be rooting sir. for you. And, you know, when you come back to Fort Collins, the, uh, Beers on me. Yes, sir. Even though I'm not a big beer guy. Whatever. We'll do something else. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Appreciate it, my man. Word. Thank you. If, if you, yeah, if you see anything going on with any of those youngins, you let me know. I'll do it. You're in practice. To. You in practice or something happened? Let me know. I'll be on the first one on on Facetime <laughs> calling them. You were kind of the dad of the group this year. I had to be. I mean, I had freaking. It was me and two sophomores and two freshmen starting. So weird. You guys, yeah. it's just funny that you guys were able to make it work. But. Yeah, it was great. It was a fun experience. 
Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves We are just some drops of water, together make up seven seas And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I wanna be